at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, so now we're going a little bit uh, Lardita. Okay, so we are going for Christmas, or maybe not, because apparently now we've just been told that it's completely sold out. We're going to the Radisson Blue in Santon, and uh, the restaurant is called Vivash, and Chef Tristan Latouf is the executive chef there. Thank you so much for talking to us, Chef Latouf. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Very nice to be here. Uh, what a bummer. What a bummer. So we can't come to the Christmas lunch anymore. I do apologize. I do apologize. <laughs> you know, this is the whole COVID-19 and the social distancing. We only allowed half our um, restaurant to, to be full. You know, Jeez. we have to, we've um, put everything in place for, you know, like table separates and, you know, with the 1.5 all between, so we follow in all protocols. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely worth celebrating. I mean, we are sad we can't some of us, but it's worth celebrating. Everybody's going through a tough time. How tough has this whole pandemic been for the Redis and Blue? It's been a challenge, but we've been very blessed um, that we actually haven't closed. Mm. Um, we managed to secure a few groups along the way, which kept us going. Sure. Um, we became a. Um, um, Sorry, what do you call it again? The when we, you get your we, certificate? Oh, is it okay? Yes, you were. Yeah. Um, I think essential we, services. Essential services. Yes, we because, became an essential services. We got a few groups in. We hosted PSL soccer league. Um, yeah. So, and what business there was left in Santon, we pretty much you got left it. it up. So, yeah, we left it up. <laughs> so we managed to stay open right through. So we're very blessed in that sense. I, I, I wonder what this meant for you, though, because what we don't often discuss with chefs as well is how the restrictions have affected your menu. So in terms of securing your produce, how did that affect your menu? Luckily, luckily, not too much. Um, There were a lot of farmers that came out looking for support, which I jumped on board with. Mm. Um, A lot of people came to my door, phoned and said, please, you know, I've got this, I've got this. Would you be interested? Mm -hmm. And I was more than happy to to support. Did that mean that you were looking more uh, for for local supplies than than maybe, I don't know whether you had a lot of international supplies, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's pretty much all my suppliers. Yeah. I mean, just recently I picked up a supplier for the most amazing yogurt in Cape Town. Okay, wow. that's busy. Um, yeah, like a little family-run farm. Okay, that's like serving the most amazing we yogurt like I've ever tasted. You know, we and like I'm pretty much one of the first ones in Joburg to um, wow. use it. Okay, so those type of suppliers I'm always on the lookout for. Okay, so you're going to whisper who the supplier is just off air for us because we want want to know who those people are because, you know, as I said, um, I think everybody has to be a bit more creative. We've got to now start thinking about our local market as well and keeping jobs going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Were there any new surprises? I mean, you spoke now about the the new find, the yogurt um, supplier. Any other things that you picked up? Any other new supplies you picked up? (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to tell us the names. No, no, you don't have to tell. No, no, no. You don't have to tell us the names. But, no, but no, in joking. terms of, were you, were you then obviously then forced to adapt um, to to what is local and maybe found some really interesting discoveries? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I found uh, one of my favorite ones that happened this year was there's a guy making honey in a house in Sandhurst. Okay? No. Which is up. <laughs> it sounds unbelievable. Okay? Wow. It sounds unrealistic, but it's true. And he only has like a certain amount to yes, give. Okay. Yes. So like for on my breakfast, um, oh. on my breakfast buffet, um, I think a couple of weeks pretty yes. much. I was able to have this honey and like I had the whole honeycombs on my breakfast, yeah. you know, and people would walk past and be like, hey, what's that? I'm like, oh, well, try this on a bit of toast and, you know, with a bit of this and that, you know, just go together and I'm like explaining and getting all excited about this guy's just down the road in a house, you know, and yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't so, know much about honey, but I also, I do know that imported honey uh, is nowhere near the local honey because of an ingredient that they use to preserve it that that takes away quite a bit of its great qualities um, if you use yes. it as opposed to if you didn't yes. use it. Yes, yes. We don't do that here, yeah. um, thankfully, um, which, as you said, it takes away the whole flavor of it. I mean, once you, once you taste it without, you'll never go back. You'll make That's sure it. that you read the back of the bottle and, yeah. So, but so, also, just... Off the cuff, you know, yeah. honey is one of those things where you should really be looking at where it comes from. That's it. Um, yeah. yeah. It's also, I mean, I think a famous actor once said that if the honeybees dies, you know, the whole world dies. Yeah. Which no, is that's very, true. very true. You that's know, true. so also we've got to look after that. So I'm very curious about the flavor of this local honey because, I, I mean, we know of honeys that have been in, in other Pumbalanga, Limp- Limpopo regions and so on that, that really taste amazing. But this one, Sandhurst in the city? In the Joburg, in Joburg. But that's what's very cool about honey because it changes flavor yep. to the area. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you've got, you got different plants, you've got different things growing in different areas, you've got different climates, you've got different types of bees. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this one is a city bee. <laughs> which it, is, it's a city which bee. Which I love calling it. I love that name. You know, I just love the whole thing about it. It's a, it's a city bee. So, and, uh, yeah. And what, making city honey. What kind of pollen is it feeding on predominantly in, in that garden? He does his own thing. You know, yeah. he's really like, a, just like a really down to earth. He's, He's got his own setup, you know, he's doing flowers, like his own flowers. He's actually grown his flowers from scratch. I can't remember the name of it now, but he's actually grown everything from scratch in essence to feed the bees, right? To have beehives, okay, and to make honey. So he's grown it right from the ground, literally a story of ground up to finished Mm. product. Oh, that sounds absolutely amazing. So then what if we were to come, because now we're not coming, what were we going to be fed tomorrow? <laughs> okay, but I feel so bad. Now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> That's our point. <laughs> You're right. But um, yeah, so basically as you would sit down, I would give you a prawn and smoked provolone cheese risotto. Okay, mm-hmm. so that is kind of just to, as we say in the restaurant industry, to whet the appetite, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it does go into a, buffet okay i've actually split up the buffet through the restaurant so mm-hmm. we're not having guests yes. you know like side by side dishing yeah. up um yeah so i mean i've got a soup side where we're doing a classic tomato and basil soup i've got a cauliflower and fresh herb soup we're pumping the soup up with all like different croutons and breads and bread sticks and like crispy crispy vegetable chips mm-hmm. to go with it mm-hmm. i'm doing a cheese and pate side um one of my pates i'm doing is an octo Pate. No. Um, I've got um, wow. cheeses from Franschuk, all right, that uh, just arrived yesterday. So, 
I'm very excited to put those out. And then for the hot, for the hot side, I'm doing a Christmas carvery, but then I'm also doing a Sunday lunch style carvery. Mm-hmm. So on one side, you're going to have like your turkey, you're going to have your gammon, the usual mm-hmm. Christmas stuff. On the other side, you're going to have a Sunday lunch where you're going to have like roast chicken, roast leg of lamb. You're going to have short rib. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just thought about something just a bit different, you know, so you can have like Sunday and you can have Christmassy. So it's like comfort, you know, I want comfort all the way. It does sound absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm really interested in, I, I hadn't come across an oxtail pate before. This is quite something. Oh, it works so well. It works so really? well. Because <laughs> it's got such a nice amount of fat and That's meat. A, and yeah. Like, and when you slow cook it, it just like melts, you know. So it's actually perfect for a pate. That's absolutely amazing. So what's on the dessert menu? Uh, over there, I've got my pastry girls. I've gone a bit lighter this year. Okay. Um, I haven't gone really, you know, like heavy, sticky puddings. Um, I'm doing an ice cream selection. I'm doing cannolis, which mm-hmm. is that American, you know, that beautiful pastry cream stuffed inside. Mm. It's fantastic. We're making homemade marshmallows. Mm. And we're doing one of my favorite cakes, which is a Rocky Road cake. So it's like... A chocolate cake, but like with biscuits and mm. cherries inside and more marshmallows and mm. yeah. Just yeah, awesome. so so you shouldn't be on a diet when you come tomorrow. <laughs> we have a gym on the 10th floor, which is more than welcome to go and use. I'll give you free pass, okay? Um, I want to know about um, the prawns that you are serving as, as a yeah. starters. Where did you get those? These ones, you know, unfortunately, we don't get fresh prawns in our country yet. Yeah. Um, we have tried. Yeah. It hasn't worked. Um, there was a guy actually in, where was it, up in the mountains mm. that uh, set up a prawn farm. But mm. the first batch didn't great. didn't work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the prawns that we get in the country, they come from all over. They come from Vietnam. It's a big one. Um, India is another big one. So closer? I like to do, get, you, do you have uh, closer to home, Mozambique maybe? No? Sometimes, yeah, we do get those sometimes. Um, I just kind of what's, what's at the market at the moment. Mm. Um, we, haven't, we haven't been able to get those ones in a while. Mm. Um, I'm just sure that's from all the restrictions. But, um, yeah, the ones that I'm getting, I like cold water fish. Yes. I think it has more flavor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you working with a sommelier with this menu? With a what, sir? A sommelier with this menu. Sommelier? Yes. Yes, we do have one. His name's Temba. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also our F&B manager. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's made a beautiful wine list. There's yeah. actually a new wine list getting launched this afternoon. That's it, yeah. We're also doing a Christmas Eve menu. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a whole bunch to choose from. Wines we take very seriously. That's we it. have a whole range, yeah. a whole range. Eh? And it's all local, which is great. You know, um, th- you've been really lucky to to be working throughout, and and I think you you really should count yourself lucky. And I think this is an amazing menu. Tell me quickly about your journey. I mean, I, I my eyes literally lit up when I saw that you 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 worked your way up from the very bottom, oh, from yeah. washing dishes oh, yeah. in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Tell me yeah. about that. Yeah, I, you know when I started at school when I was in standard eight, uh, I was working. What is now grade? They don't know what standard eight is. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think it's grade ten, huh? Yeah, yes. grade ten. Yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, grade ten. In my day, yes. standard eight. Huh? Yeah. But um, yeah, you know what? I used to work across the road at a little Italian restaurant washing dishes for mm-hmm. extra money. 
Mm. And and then one day the salad chef never showed up for work. So mm. the boss was like, okay, you need to do this now. And I did it. Eh? And he saw that I liked it and I used to do it fast mm. and I used to do it well. Mm. And then he was like, okay, you know what? Why don't you try the pizza section? Mm. And I used to do that and I did it well and I did it quite fast. Mm. And yeah, I think I spent about two years working for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I decided that I actually like like working in a kitchen was, and working with food. Had you had you been somebody who, who did you pay attention to food before you worked in the kitchen? You know what, I was brought up in a foodie family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was involved with sperm, my mother's a chef. Um, ah. yeah, so I had I had my uncle owns restaurants in England. Mm-hmm. So I was brought up with food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always kinda in the kitchen with my mom, with my dad in the front of the restaurant. Um, yeah. So, but as a passion, as a as a career, that mm. only came pretty much after school. Yeah. When I said to myself, "Okay, you know, now I want to go pro," and yeah. that's when I went in. That's when I knocked on people's doors and I said, "You know what? I want to apprentice with you, mm. and yeah, you can pay me just a little bit of money, but I just want to be here and learn." And 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 I believe that in the kitchen, you you do have to have that that sponsor, that mentor, that person that kind of holds your hand. Who was that for you? Oh, uh, there was a few. There yeah. was a few. Um, the first ever was a woman named Teresa. She was a larger than life Italian woman, right? Mm. And um, you know, when you get into the kitchen with people like that, and mm. they show you how to make stuff from scratch with your hand there's mm-hmm. nothing better than that you know mm-hmm. that that invokes so much passion into a person and so much love you know and you carry that with you because you want your your staff your guys that are working with you you want to you want them to feel that same passion that you did mm-hmm. you know growing up and working in that so so i mean you are you're putting together quite a number of wonderful things what what is your actual push passion which which is the thing that you love to put together the most, um, just as you, even if I didn't have to pay for it? You know what? My first thought I would say is food styling, okay? Mm-hmm. Followed closely by flavors, by making something taste good. Mm-hmm. I want all my guests to look at food and go, you know what? That's awesome. And then taste it and go, oh, that tastes even better. So, But anything when it comes to Italian food, I must say that, yeah. It's With a bit of an African touch, yes. that's my passion, yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. I know we're not coming tomorrow, but you are open for <laughs> New Year's Eve. Are you open for New Year's? We are open for New Year's, yes, we are. Absolute pleasure. We are going to be speaking to you soon. We're going to be making those bookings. Chef Tristan Latouf, thank you so much for talking to us. My pleasure. would love to get you in here soon. We will be there. Thank you very, very much. He's <laughs> the executive chef at Radisson Blue in Santon. So we can't uh, do tomorrow, but you can definitely book for any other day. Um, and I, I can testify the food is absolutely, absolutely exquisite there.